one. Okay, we are live. Welcome back to another episode of the Wompcast. Today, we are dissecting and digesting the world with guests, as in plural. <laughs> we have today joining me Jessica Jung and her sister Christine Jung. Welcome Hello. to the Wompcast. Hello. Oh my god, I never realized how similar your voices are, kind of. I think Jessica has a higher voice. I hope they'll be able to differentiate who's who. But I'll purposely pitch it in a higher tone so that people can recognize that it's me. Okay, and then Christine, speak now. We should be able to distinguish by the way we talk. Okay. The way we structure things and the way... um, terminologies the way we use things are different <laughs> okay so now i'm gonna jump into my introduction of the two of them so we'll start with um we'll start with christine the younger one they're a year apart okay christine we met in grade 10 i think you didn't like me but you said you didn't care about me i think you're just being nice uh and then uh, in grade 11, suddenly, you started liking me a lot, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, uh, one day during math class, I said something to you, and you were so excited in your response, and then you were so happy to talk to me, and ever since then, we have been friends. Like, a complete 180. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what happened there? What happened, like, why did you change your mind about me? <laughs> I mean, I think... In the previously, we have discussed about the fact how you thought that I didn't like you in grade 10. Well, to be frank, it's not a matter of fact how I'm I'm making it sound like I'm trying to be nice and said that I didn't care enough about you. In fact, I'm just being brutally honest and seriously just telling you, I just seriously, as a human being, did not care about you. (laughs) (laughs) Until until grade 11, when when we were talking about a spark of idea, and then... It turned, it turned out to me that you're a very insightful person. So then I thought that it intrigued me as a human being to investigate you as a person, as to what kind of person you are. And that's what made me, you know, drive to talk to you. And eventually that turned out to be a friendship. So <laughs> and that's how we established a relationship. Oh my God, you're so monotonous today. What happened? I know you're tired, but come on, energy, energy. They sound like you sound like I forced you to be here. You sound like someone's pointing a gun at your head to be here. You have to understand that's like consuming candy to be hyped. Okay. Well, I hope you don't, don't get um, diabetes. But anyways, so in grade eleven we got closer, and then in grade twelve, um, we're still close. <laughs> And that is our story. She didn't care about me, and now she kind of cares about me. And now we chill. I really vibe with her because we operate on a similar wavelength. We're interested in uh, the occult, the shadowy, dark side of humanity. And yeah, although the difference is she's a pessimist. She's really, really pessimistic, and I am very optimistic. So we're going to have exciting discussions today. Christine is a meticulously hardworking person. It is ridiculous, okay? And she's also very per... Wait, per, perceptive. Yeah, perceptive. Because I noticed over, a, like, the last few years that maybe, like, I would say some sort of... Uh, introduce some new vocabulary to you, and then over time you would stop... You would start, like, adopting words that you, you've heard over time into your speech. So... Yeah, props to you. I mean, you guys only came here to Canada, what, six years ago? And yeah. you guys, well, you guys, like, basically don't have an accent at all. It's just basically impossible to tell. You guys blend in with the locals. So, um, good. Props to you guys. And Christine is also an incredibly principled person. As you can see, she either cares about something or she doesn't care about it at all. <laughs> Like, what doesn't matter just doesn't matter to her. And what matters really, really matters to her. And I really like that. I really like that. So you you do what you can with the resources that you have. Now, Jessica. Now we get to Jessica. 
Okay, mm. so her story is a little bit longer because, <laughs> because mm. <laughs> so we she she's brilliant at piano okay absolutely phenomenal and she played um piano for a choir that i was in and and then we didn't talk at the time because i was super intimidated by her i mean this is someone who you used to dress in all black and white basically that was always i think over time you started introducing some color but mm -hmm. in the earlier days you were very monotonous and she has a ridiculously like she's ridiculously like fashionista icon and i don't say that lightly so yeah you I, you were very intimidating to me however we got closer when i was in no we started talking when i was in grade 10 and you were in grade 11 and then we got and then now jessica doesn't want me to share the specific details of this encounter however i oh, will yes i will not because i respect your privacy <laughs> however i will uh, brush over it lightly because I did get permission to do so. Let's just say that someone told me a joke about her um, and I thought it was really funny so then I told her sister and her sister being the little snake that she is relayed it to her her sister wait oh, okay sorry I told Christine and Christine told Jessica and Jessica mm. got really mad at me and and <laughs> sent me a <laughs> yeah. okay, continue, continue. <laughs> and you sent me a message i was in grade 10 at the time you're in grade 11 you were like mm -hmm. please don't talk about me anymore <laughs> and yeah i i was super scared that was the thing is i remember i was in um media class or something and let's say you uh let's let's call them little hype beast and little hype beast ex-girlfriend <laughs> came over to my classroom and we were talking and then you you told me you were like um Kristen so I sent you a message did you see it and I was like no uh and I checked the message and that it was the very passively aggressive worded warning to stop talking about you and ever since then I was very scared but somehow we started talking grade 11 and 12 because we were in this little gang, okay? It was a philosophical gang called the Sad Girls. Uh, it was a trio between oh us and God. another a good friend of ours. And we would we would mm -hmm. meet in uh, the band room, in this, this like study room, and we would talk about deep stuff. So yeah, Christine and Jessica, if you look at them physically, they're very different. But however, I don't know, you guys are kind of, um, different side that's different sides of the same coin in some way so okay now jessica jessica is the epitome of ladiness <laughs> she is okay you are like you're a really elegant person like you you see her walking down the halls and and it's like it's like it's like a runway okay it's like moses moses parting the red sea oh, no. everyone oh, no. everyone parts <laughs> no i'm i'm not it's like you you radiate such aura okay no i'm not literally like do you even see yourself walk down the hall you can't see yourself okay you're looking forward oh, and God. yeah so i yes so you you are your existence is a very aesthetic existence and honestly, you are too smart. Like, uh, there's there's some people who you meet and they're very, they achieve well academically because they're very hardworking. But you're one of the few people I meet that I'm like, okay, this girl has a really high IQ. It's kind of it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's my introduction of um, Christine and Jessica. And I've I've interrupted my streak i've lost my streak of making people blush because these two people they do not they just they just do not get flustered so oh, i lost my three three hit streak anyway so welcome to the womp cast thank you thank for you. inviting us and having us today thank you okay yeah. so actually i'm curious what does womp stand for dude didn't you listen to my podcast? Oh no, you're exposing yourself. Yeah, Did if you okay? Hmm? I didn't. I didn't. 
I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. Well, Wait, then yeah. how do you know that your episode was choppy? Because I listened to that one. <laughs> but, well, well, now it's just, it makes it super clear that she has a very straightforward personality. Okay. I apologize on behalf no, 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 of my no, no, sister. No. That's not it. But then what I'm curious about is, what does like WAMP really stand for? Why did you name it WAMP? Dude, honestly, I... That's meaning for that one. Okay, kind of, kind of. Because... I created the word WOMP. I created the word WOMP and I was joking around with my friends many years ago. And it didn't really have a meaning. It was just kind of stupid, very spontaneous. And mm-hmm. um, I guess that's just the mood of this podcast, spontaneous. And WOMP stands for world on my plate, apparently, according to Google. So I thought it'd be interesting. You know, I could do some puns with it, like digesting, dissecting the world on my plate. So... Yeah, there's no deep meaning. It's just for fun, and the name is to remind myself that this isn't any serious pursuit. It's just a way for me to uh, expand my skill set and experiences and have fun while I'm doing it, create time capsules with people that I like, so we can look back many years later and be like, oh, this is what we were like. Anyway, okay, I have predictions for today's podcast. I think this podcast will jump back and forth between two scenarios. Uh, Jessica and I start yelling at each other, or <laughs> Jessica and Christine start yelling at each other. But either way, other. either way, Jessica yeah. is at the middle of the two. <laughs> she, let's just, let's just say that she's very passionate about um, certain topics that we're going to talk about today. So. Why don't we just um, start off with a more like documentative segment and talk about y'all, okay? So you two want to go into drastically different fields in the future. So why don't you tell the audience or pretend you're talking to your future self and telling your future self about where are you at at this stage in life? Where do you want to go? Okay, would you like to begin or should I begin, Christine? You begin. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, um, like I meant, like Christine has mentioned already, my name is Jessica, and I'm actually pursuing my studies in architectural studies. Um, the reason as to why I chose architectural studies is because I believe the practices of architectural studies allows me to not just, you know, explore the nuances of just buildings or mathematical, logical thinking, but then I was just fascinated about the fact that you can apply that idea and that, those practices into a world outside of architecture. So for instance, it could be film, it could be fashion, or any other related disciplined fields that's you know correlated to the architectural field. So that is why I am, you know, planning to pursue and of course like in the progress of studying architecture at the moment. Um, yeah, I think that's just briefly why. And I'm like still young. And to be honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out what's life and trying to see like what's offering, what the world is offering to me. And I don't really have a clear idea as to what I want to do exactly with life. But one thing for sure is that I do um, want to achieve a career or my future along the lines of what I'm planning to study or am studying at the moment which is architectural studies. Yeah. Mm. Do you see yourself in the future just designing skyscrapers and cool buildings and shit? Perhaps, maybe. I mean, of course, that comes with lots of practices and working with amazing, you know, inspiring, um, you know, mentors and just um, things like that. Um, I still need to explore more, but before I reach up to that position, I guess I need a lot more practices and, you know, just life is a learning process. I'll just allow it to, you know, I'll just go with the flow. Mm. Okay, awesome. Okay, let's jump to Christine. Tell us about you and where you are at. Okay, so currently I'm at a state where it's in the same as my grade two self. (laughs) In grade two... I also, I want to become a doctor, but I didn't really specify what type of doctor what I want I want to be. But later on, when I turned grade six, I realized I really want to become a surgeon because that's in a position where you're really 
getting to in a position where you can really study human like body and what the individual nerves in our body and what the individual um organs within our body can really do to um, make our body like full and function physically so then that intrigued me to become a surgeon but then uh, that question that gave me another like question to myself of okay you want to study human body and the organs of it and how it functions but which part do you want to specify and i thought that our brain's really important because our brain's the one that's controlling all the information, the signals, and and to give us nerve, you know, signals and chemicals and hormones and all that to make our body move. But at the same time, I thought that okay, but that thing wouldn't wouldn't stop, wouldn't be possible if we didn't have a organ called heart. If we didn't have an organ called heart in even the beginning, you know, pumping up blood to all over our body, then how can we even function at the first place? So that's when I first got sparked of an idea that, okay, I want to become a heart surgeon where I didn't know the terminology for Carter ASIC surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. Then later on, when I found the terminology, I thought, okay, I bet, I think it would be a very cool idea. I, and I think it's very intriguing for me to become a Carter ASIC surgeon. And since then, I have pursued a path to continuously plan to becoming a Carter ASIC surgeon, which is why I, I took biology and chemistry and I'm continuously um, moving on to life science in University of Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are both going to UT. <sighs> we'll be on the different coasts. So, why don't, okay. We join our cult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, oh, right, I did, I did apply to UT Arts, but like, why the mm. hell would I go to arts? That's true. Like, I don't want to waste like thousands of dollars on art. Okay, I'm sorry if anybody's going into social sciences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, why don't we... Should we start with the more controversial movie that we want to talk about? Well, that is a very, you know, huge jump between our conversation right now to that. But I mean, of course, if that's what's leading us to have a spark of conversation. Then... But that's Womp Cast. It's supposed to be that's like true. <laughs> just jumping back and forth and just talking about things perhaps okay so um why don't we talk about a serbian film this oh. will <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, oh no hey this is this is to just get us going okay this is the warm up we're gonna be really elevate elevating our physiological neurochemical state right get the adrenaline pumping because i know we have pretty different opinions on a serbian film um to the audience uh listening in who and you don't know what a serbian film is all of us would recommend you to not watch it (laughs) but i repeat do not watch it and you can justify first kristen and i'll add my comment afterwards Okay, but do we want to give them like a general rundown of what happens? Just, just take yes. out. Okay, Jessica, why don't you? I mean, why don't you? Okay. Here's the thing: it can be a spoiler, okay? But I think this is a very self-explan, a self-explanatory spoiler that will prevent any, you know, future victims of witnessing a possible, you know threats or trauma for the rest of their lives i really do not you know wish anybody in the future to ruin their eyes like i don't think anybody deserves that so it is a bit of a spoiler but i am going to say it (laughs) so basically the serbian film is about it's a movie basically about a necrophilia pedophilia as well as just rape of women So if any of these are your trigger factors, and I think it's a very straightforward way of explaining that it's not a content that anybody would like to get into. I hope this is a good enough spoiler for you to just stop. Just don't even, just don't even attempt it. I, I mean, like, I have to say that to this day, some of the explicit scenes haunt me down, like, random flashbacks when i'm taking a shower you know random flashback <laughs> when i'm eating something just that little reminder of things just 
trust me on this and just don't watch it and all three of us can probably say that that's just one advice we can give just do not watch the film you know well i wouldn't say okay christine sorry go ahead oh, yes sorry mm -hmm. i cut you off no no sorry go for ahead those yeah. of you who, um, <laughs> so for those of you who don't want to listen to us and just went ahead and searched up the mm -hmm. film and decide to watch that is on you not on us so we have warned you for the people who would just want to rebel against us and want to just watch it and you guys you guys' eyes get ruined we advise you not to watch i mean if you're someone who is uh you know trained yourself in the art of watching horror films or snuff films then even then this is a bit of a leap up because it really it's it's pure graphic horror right it, it's not like Salo, where there's some sort of psychological horror element and deep philosophical themes that really poke at you. But I think a Serbian film, as we were talking about before, doesn't necessarily have, wasn't intended to have a deep philosophical meaning, right? I was listening to this interview with the director. All of his answers was, it's just a film. I made it as I made it, right? But even then, I do think there is some value to be derived from watching a Serbian film, regardless. <laughs> Jessica's profusely shaking her mm. head. <laughs> I, I disagree on this. I mean, like, we're just kind of, like, advising people not to watch it, but I personally think, to keep it short, I personally think this the director was really just trying to be, like, that one kid, you know? Like, it's just one of that kid we saw in high school who's extremely off the shore, who's like super edgy and like gothy and they're just coming up with this crazy and the most edgiest idea possible and I think what the director was trying to do is okay I'm just going to create one of the most disturbing films in the cinematography history so that people can talk about it that's it that's that's literally what I think he did he's just like okay I'm just gonna do everything that steps out of the line and I'm gonna make people talk about it. There's no any content. It's not cinematographically well-designed or anything. There's nothing to appreciate with this content. And for those who are trying to justify this film by saying that it's a shock value, that is not the case for this film. There's no intention of having any shock value or things like that. It's simply full and long explicit scenes of unnecessary contents, you know, which is like, it's just like completely long. If it's a shock factor, then it should be short or have some sort of element that allows the viewers or the listeners to just kind of make a judgment and things like that. But the scenes, for instance, are completely long and unnecessary. No, the, the scenes are just like, to keep it short, to keep it short. Scenes are just too explosive and completely unnecessary is what I'm going to say and I think many of the people who have witnessed this film are going to agree with me but I mean we all have different opinions but I was going to say that those trying to justify this film with whatever the reason is is not appropriate is that I'm going to state out right, well gonna I'm going to fight you on that and I think Christine is going to too because I think that regardless of author's intention there even even if the author had no intention when creating the film for a deep philosophical purpose if we are able to extract some metaphysical level of meaning then and it works then i think that's enough right because i was able to derive something from the film i, I think it was really impactful and the graphic uh horror elements just made it more pronounced just increase the emotional um what is it evoked yeah it evoked that realization in me faster and it hit harder than if it were um in a less graphically horrific film and i think i, I think this brings us to the conversation of art in general okay no by the way on the topic of intention because for instance um dorian gray right the portrait of dorian gray uh Oscar Wilde, like the, the writer, he didn't intend for any of his work to have a meaning, right? In his, in his preface to the portrait of Dorian Gray, he says, um, 
like the audience who tries to derive meaning from art is a fool. But however, it's nearly impossible to not derive any meaning from his work. But so does it matter what the artists intend when we can still extract some meaningful insight from that work? I think there's a very short, shallow fragment of people who will actually derive a meaning. For instance, there are individuals like you, per se, and my sister, um, who, in a way, can find some sort of meaning in that film. But then what I'm trying to say is, I definitely do disagree with what you have stated in the Oscar Wilde example. example. Um, like the film serbian film itself didn't like the director like you have mentioned he does not have any exact meaning or any intention of the meaning you know just like the context of meaning or what the film should be for instance right um yeah like I, this is a very difficult film to just kind of touch base on because there are just so many things that I need to say that is just kind of like contradicting to but basically what I'm trying to say is whatever the reason may be I don't think we bring the technical aspect of cinematography for instance right um and if we're talking about the subject of art it doesn't do anything the technical aspect of cinematography is extremely poor. The actors and actresses are not, you know, demonstrating or acting properly in some sort of sense as well. The content itself is very, it does not have a content. It does not have a meaning. It does not have anything. So it's basically a prolonged two and a half hour of meaningless, long, boring, in fact, hilarious scenes. Like if you go towards the ending, right? You know what happens like, at that scene where you know he ends up discovering i'm not going to spoil but okay that but, scene where okay but but oh, can on. you but can you say that some an art is not constrained by its physical frame or or the the duration of the movie an art can also bleed into and contrast and juxtapose the social and cultural landscape around it and i think when you evaluate it in a more broader perspective and that it's very interesting how despite how grotesque a serbian film is so many people are drawn to watch it right it's like i mean this is a very crude example but when we were in elementary school and everybody's like oh boku no piku right so i think it's a similar thing <laughs> it's a similar thing where we are naturally drawn to shock to we're naturally drawn to things that are repugnant morally repugnant and taboo and when you see an artwork contrast um uh like in the context of the social landscape i think i think that has some sort of value and meaning that we can uh extract from i mean this if that's the case then there's meaning we can extract from everything right what yes. I'm trying to talk about is the content of the film itself we're talking about. Is it appropriate? Well, let's just put the appropriate or things that aside, right? Now we're just talking about the technical aspect of it and the theoretical or the meaning interpretation or anything from the broad perspective of the audiences that are given in this world, right? What are the chances that they are going to take interpretation of this? You know, like what are the chances that people are going to think that this has some sort of meaning or realization or things like that, or even have a chance or a thought to reflect on it? What are the chances that people are going to do that? There's millions and millions and thousands of feedbacks of this film. And one of the most common thing is nobody, nobody, like majority of them did not derive any, any specific meaning from this. For instance, we can talk about Solo. It generally, it, you know, to some extent, it did have a meaning, right? Like the absolute power of fascism or, for instance, what can possibly happen if rich people ended up being boring. This is the type of shit people do with fascist ideas, right? Things like that. I mean, there's general meaning that we can, you know, kind of like extract out of the film, for instance, Solo, right? Despite having like 
unnecessary films you know like explicit scenes and stuff like that but if we look at Sar serbian film like it doesn't have anything cinematography like i i i'm stressing for the third time but cinematography and the technical aspect is failing first contents are and the some scenes are just too long it's unnecessarily long like why is it necessary like we're not gaining anything out of this you know if it's you know if we were to give some sort of shock value to the audiences or some sort of meaning right then we don't necessarily need to include that and that we can just you know allow the readers or uh, not readers my bad not the, the viewers to just you know gain some sort of meaning out of it without having it that long or including certain scenes throughout the film well we don't know that because i think i would argue that the more graphic are the moral repugnance that we feel is in proportion to the graphic horror that we see Here's because the question it, that i'm gonna because ask. hey you are a great case study because you watch this film and look how disgusted you are okay so isn't that no, like no no don't put me into the case this is completely wrong you guys should not put me as an example as this i'll ask you one question would you show this film to a three-year-old as a shock factor to prevent things from happening would you show this to a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a kindergarten or no, an no. elementary student? I'm not defending its content. I'm not defending its content. I'm defending its existence. I think these types of art, they, they, okay, the create, okay, art by definition is, okay, great art is original, okay? And what is originality? What is creativity? It's rule breaking, okay? And that could be like, avant-garde in the sense of defying uh, technical norms okay creating your own style but it can also be defying social norms right and sometimes you, you have a hit or miss sometimes you have amazing great art beautiful right that is worshipped and so but also kind of controversial i don't know like we were talking about uh picasso's like les demoiselles d'avignon but sometimes you have this shit right but that creative impulse that led to the creation of these two things are of the same type i'm not defending the content of a serbian film i think it's disgusting however i am defending an existence because we cannot have great art if we do not have the existence of the opposite because art really truly is a hit or miss and i would say secondly that great art uh okay secondly um i would say that like look how we need some sort of space reserved in society where where rule breaking is the norm right i think that humans we need some sort of sacred um medium by which that we can explore intellectual and solely intellectually with no physical uh and legal repercussions like the the variety and the extremities of human experience right and that is through art i think that that is where art and comedy that that has a sacred place where everything everything and anything can be challenged and can be represented through its mediums and sometimes you have great art but sometimes you have crap like this but we have to accept that they are the same they are two sides of the same coin so I'm defending it, its existence, I'm not defending its content. However, I would say that you need some sort of graphic shock value in order to provoke a certain degree of, um, like, what is it, intensity of the message. However, it isn't clear to me that we would get the same extreme perspective against these morally repugnant actions if a serbian film was less graphic we don't know we don't know i don't to know here's the thing okay that, that what you have stated makes perfect sense and like you mentioned shock factor is a very brilliant and in fact the most effective way of educating or allowing individuals to realize to some extent the problem with serbian film is it defeats the entire purpose of shock film and first of all, I'm just going to point out with the art thing. It is not art. This, and you're basically supporting a individual, a man, a do dominant man who happens to hate women, who happens to, you know, objectify women. How do you know into... that? You can't, I'm just going to state it out. This is a fantasy of 
the director or whoever is the creator of this thing, this person has a fascination towards necrophilia, pedophilia, rape towards women or family or anything or just the bottom core of humanity. The problem, okay, I'm just gonna state that out first. And second problem as to why I think Serbian film, def you know, defeats whatever you have just stated, the entire thing that you have just stated is because, okay, dude, throughout the process of the film, for instance, let's say if it's, if it, like, if we see the reaction of the victims who were, you know, for instance, who got raped, then that is a shock factor. We can relate to how these people feel after the incident of happening. But this film, entire film, was the documentation of the happening of it. So the people who were, you know, for instance, actually raping the child, people who were doing this thing, people who were conducting the crime was what was documented. It wasn't the emotions that, or the things that the victims went through. It was the documentation of those people, those criminals, committing such actions and enjoying it through those actions but, but they commit what, suicide the at the end yeah no, you no, see no, how devastated you see how broken these people become by it and the perpetrator as well so i would say when you're watching this let's say okay the short even if it's a fantasy laying out it you're not looking up right in admiration in glory okay this is projecting an idea that this is a right thing to do you're normalizing these kinds of morally no it's not we're looking down in horror in and almost pity at these people who are so subjected to these most bestial basic impulses so the same so i would say anyone who's watching this film who is a civilized individual will feel the same kind of disgust that you feel no one's looking up at it we're looking down at it and secondly i would say i again i'm not defending the content i'm defending the existence of these types of films and i think that they they should continue to exist because regardless we need this kind of continual dialogue right we as uh, citizens we have the responsibility to say you know what you have gone too far right a serbian film has gone too far however i think because and in order to push art back into the right direction however and into achieve great things but we cannot achieve great things if we cannot also have the capacity to achieve evil disgusting things i think they're one and the same okay so like i think that it is important to continually have these discussions and therefore continually have the possibilities of these kinds of films existing that's what i'm defending you're basically giving excuses for people to create contents that are not allowed i mean like i'm not going to say they're not allowed in your definition or what you believe in but you're basically if that's the state or the idea that you're supporting then you're basically supporting everybody in this world and quote unquote what you believe is a disciplined art or other side of the you know you know in for instance you need you're essentially saying that we need to coexist between the good and bad in order to generate something great but you're ex essentially giving excuses for people to constantly, constantly, uh, I can't talk, constantly create content that really I'm not giving them an excuse. In, in I'm, I'm not saying that this is okay. If they create stuff like this, I think that they should be you're, punished. You are saying that it, no, yeah, exactly. But you are justifying Serbian film and the contents that are, you know, created through this. You're just defining this as an art instead of saying that, you know, like, that's essentially what you're saying. What you're saying right now just is completely different than what you have been defending yourself to Wait, the hold entire on. conversation right now. I don't understand because just because I call it art doesn't mean I'm romanticizing. It doesn't mean I am giving the green light to it. I'm not. Okay, it's like saying, okay. No, no, I totally understand that, yeah. Because art can be shitty art, okay? But it's still art. For instance, like it's the same as saying, I don't like pizza. Pizza is a disgusting food item and you calling it food is is like is wrong no it's just it's just a category of things in which it exists in it, it's 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 the name of this like this piece of work it's i would call it art however i think that if you were to create something like this you should expect reasonable in fact unreasonable backlash right people should protest everything you know people can sue you everything cool that's all up for grabs and it is our responsibility as consumers to do that in response to this kind of art but however do i think that it should be illegal no do i think that uh well okay i guess like you should be killed um 
No. But you should seek backlash in proportion to the disgusting thing that you have made. So I'm I'm not I'm defending its existence in that sense. So you are supporting that. So you are supporting such content to be exposed to the public and being consumed in the consumer world to be exposed to the public not directly marketing and anything like that but you do support the existence of the contents in the society yes and, should, and you're saying that it shouldn't be you know like you know just like punished or things like that criminally despite or whatever the consequences might happen what if this content what if this con i know that you don't support the content or whatever and, and you only support the existence of it but why is it necessary to have that existence for us to realize like i mentioned like i mentioned i understand it like i mean i do understand it and it has been proven like anything you know we you know this world kind of like derives in the balance of both that's why in a sense i mean like i don't want to get too like christian or anything but then in a sense this earth is the coexistence of the two extreme sides and the two different ideas that was you know emerged into it and in a sense that's the type of world that we're kind of like living in but i don't know how do i put my word into this wow i'm just extremely shocked about how some individuals can think how like you believe to some extent and i just listen i'm no, not what so you have said is a total no no it's a totally valid statement and it does make sense and like but then if we were to talk about the context of serving them listen jessica if you want to send this guy death threats if you want to like tp his house go ahead right I think that is morally justified. I'm not supporting his content. I'm just supporting the idea that we have to inevitably, this kind of art is going to exist in so far as we have great art, okay? And yeah, like, and I think that, yeah. And I don't want to live in the type of society where art is being censored, okay? So, Sometimes shit like this is created and other times um, shit like that and like and Cardi B's WAP is created, right? Horrible art. But on the flip side, we're able to have great art because of because of the fact that we we allow artists to break rules. And sometimes you have a great creation, sometimes you don't, right? And we when we don't, it is our responsibility as citizens, as good Samaritans you know, as, as consumers of art to say, no, I do not accept that. You're going too far. And you can TP his uh, building, you can sue him. You shouldn't kill him, okay, because that's a crime. But you can, you can punish him in any legal way. That is justified. But we need this continual dialogue. We need this continual back and forth so we can continue on the straight path. Because, like... We had societies throughout history where pedophilia was worshipped as a virtue, namely um, uh, ancient Greek, right? Ancient Rome. And it is because we reveal to the public how grotesque, you know, that, that and morally repugnant these things are, that there's a societal consensus that these things should be taboo. Furthermore, no, I agree on what Kristen said because that statement... No, wait, hold on. Because... If you talk about all the um, um, camps that Hitler have co committed and all the actions that he have committed, if, he, if people didn't expose his, his fascist ideals and he, his commits of crime that he did during the Nazi campies, <laughs> campies um, the Austria's camp, <laughs> the Austria's camp, then nobody would have known that I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't even have known that millions and millions of Jews have died or human beings have died if it hasn't been exposed or if it hasn't been you know stated by the government or they didn't they didn't like expose it to the public and i wouldn't even have a shock factor if they didn't expose it in the first place right if so we didn't see the I images of these mass first, graves it, right yeah. people literally, literally walking like, to their deaths like images of 
people lining up and uh, jackboots holding guns to them, shooting them in the back, and as they fall into th- upon thousands and thousands of it, like images like these, horrific as they are, maybe unnecessary. But if we didn't go to the extreme, if we didn't let people feel the extreme horror, then we won't have the we won't have in proportion the the emotional momentum to to force ourselves into the other direction away from this extreme vice and into this realm of like virtue and righteousness and maybe we we go overboard right but even then i think like these things are necessary in some way but they could be their existence is necessary but the degree to which we can show we show them may be unnecessary but that is a continual conversation that we need that to have exactly what we're looking for yes and like you said like you said for instance thank you for mentioning the hitler that is a shock factor but i cannot stress enough well i mean like you guys are going to disagree how despite how much i say but like i mentioned serbian film is not necessary so whatever you guys are saying that the influences and in how we believe in things in our current society is influenced by the media and what the media is constantly telling us our politicians where we are located in and depending on what the country is or what type of media we're exposed to so you're essentially saying that if necrophilia pedophilia and rape is kind of like a normalized thing in our society then people you're essentially saying that that's going to be justified in this um, in the in the society is what you're saying wait what no what you're saying wait what what do you mean wait hold on if if these things are justified or these things are normalized and they're just no 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 they always should be repressed okay these things should be the tabooist of taboo right but we need this kind of fucked up things uh, art to show us once you know maybe like a couple hundreds of years why they are so horrible or else we risk a relapse into returning into the civilizations of ancient greek and rome where these things were seen as a virtue but is the explicit scene necessary is my question right no i'm not okay again i agree that the degree to which they're shown could be called unnecessary right but i think mm-hmm. their existence is necessary they should exist and if they go overboard then we should have that d- discussion right we should revolt we should cancel these people we should sue them you you can you can you can throw rocks at them i don't care right it's morally justified but we need we need this kind of film to exist i'm not defending the content i'm defending its existence so i feel like essentially what um why jessica's so offended right now i personally interpret it as um she's misunderstanding that no, we no don't are... try to frame what i'm trying to say christine that you shouldn't frame what i'm trying to say just state what you want to say do, but do please do not try to frame what i'm trying to say because... frame? no i'm not framing you. I just no no trying don't to... try to summarize or try to say whatever i'm trying to say in your words because it's not correct so please just state what you have to say in this particular topic of conversation well okay whatever it is then what i personally like um am feeling about this conversation this debate you were having between you guys i just i thought it as um that Kristen and i are just generally trying to not trying to defend that um any actions within the movie such as necrophilia or such as you know pedophilia are justified we're not trying to justify those contents like we're just the existence of those critique images should be there so that it could be a shock factor to evoke emotions from different people to interpret different meanings i think that's what that's what essentially we want to you know generally talk about not that we are agreeing and justifying that those should exi- should exist we're only like agreeing on the um factor that there should be a critique image to give us a shock factor Wait, okay, we we need to make this clear because I agree that a Serbian film has gone overboard, right? I agree with that. I agree that it is wrong, right? The the content in which it's shown. However, do I think that this conversation that we are having should stop, right? Should we reach a point in society where we no longer have these types of films at all forever? No, I don't think so. Because, because I think we still need it because we still need a constant reminder that these are the wrong actions that you should not commit. We only we're 
like Germany are co- constantly like giving themselves their country a reminder that their uh, actions were wrong, that these camps were wrong. That's why they they would never make these mistakes in the future. I think that's why there was like ethics in labs now. No, There's no, like no. ethics and morals that we have to like you know keep. No, there must be an a coexistence of these reminders so that we would not forget. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> that we would not forget mm. and that we would continuously discuss about how we should prevent you know prevent 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 guys Jane, you did not compare that you know that that horrific history of what happened and the constant education those type of you cannot compare yeah you cannot commit compare like example of germany or whatever the fuck like like just the sad sad you know oppressive history of what happened during world war ii in germany two serbian films they're two different factors you know why can't we compare them why can't we they're 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 not of the same category they're not of the same tier but they're of the same i have to okay yeah sorry i have to admit that i'm i have to admit that i'm convinced of what you're saying in which way you said that there needs to be some sort of you know content like an extreme content of the bad we need this coexistent in this world in order for you know some people to you know in a sense realize and make judgments based upon whatever you know that leads to them the question is it's the matter of exposure itself like if we didn't talk about this if we weren't exposed to this would we have thought about this would you have thought about this? Would we have known about the subject of this? And some may uh, some may debate that, yes, because of the fact that we weren't aware of this, this too, is why we need to talk about it. But do we need to know about this factor? Do we need to talk about this to the extreme degree? And what makes us like before the whole Black Lives Matter and everything happened and like Asian hate crimes, right? The thing is, like, statistically, um, Asian hate crime went up by more after being, you know, exposed on media. People who weren't even aware of it started getting aware of this incident. And people who initially, this can either go this um, one way or another. It, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, one might think it, and one might, t- you know, look at this example and be like, oh, shit, you know, I shouldn't do this anymore. Other, in the other sense, it can actually promote it. Is this really going to educate everybody? And like you said, it's up to, like you have mentioned, that it's apparently up to us, the consumers, you know, decision and our judgment to make up and, you know, just like in a sense, kind of like. Wait, hold on. I need, I need to stop you for a second, okay? Because I think context matters. Context is king, okay? Because, for instance, the Bible. The, details the first murder of man you know of, of abel by cain right people don't read it nobody's reading it and thinking okay that justifies murder because someone has murdered someone therefore i can do it too like no one's thinking that right because because it's not we're not looking up in admiration and this is not being perceived as a morally virtuous thing or even a neutral thing it's being portrayed as a morally repugnant act Right? And the same thing with a Serbian film. No one's walking away from a Serbian film thinking, ah, wonderful, necrophilia. No, we are absolutely disgusted by it. No, the, the way that uh, the Serbian film portrays these acts is exactly as they should be portrayed, which is horrendous, grotesque, and detestable. Oh, like, because there's existence of it, it also does promote it. And there are actually some people who actually think this thing is fascinating this thing is amazing no but it depends on the context of its portrayal right like like serbian exactly exactly and how can you justify the portrayal of serbian films i am justifying it because nobody nobody engaging in those horrendous acts walks out you know scot-free they all get murder in the most vicious way right and did and you the see victim the last scene did you see the last scene yes and the victims what are absolutely dead corpse what happened to the dead corpse after that what exactly happened? it's not being justified 
It's not being glorified or romanticized in any way. We see the horror, the physical and the emo- the physical and emotional devastation and destruction that happens in this aftermath. Right? And these people can't even they can't even they can't even have peace even after they die. Here's the thing. I agree with every single thing you said except of what you, you know, like what you have said is wonderful that, you know, that we need some sort of existence of this, you know, extreme content like like we have said it already for the like I don't know fourth or fifth times throughout this conversation. Like we need that in society, but Serbian film does not need to exist because the content, right? Like it's not doing anything. Like we can have other explicit art where it can, you know, doc and you know I just really like just whoever's listening to this podcast just watch the film like if you are like our disclaimers or whatever watch it and tell me if you agree with Christine or like Kristen you know because personally what I got out of the film was complete disgust and like a regretful decision I did not know to know about that like I don't think it's a necessary thing to create or generate a grateful art in this world. That's just one fragment of, you know, humanity, the dark, the deepest dark side of humanity where it's not necessary to be brought brought up, like brought up, you know, like it does not even need to be mentioned or even shown to whatever you say to, you know, like evol- evolutionize a art or just whatever, you know. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk when I'm triggered. <laughs> no, but I don't I Listen, we are living in such a privileged time where society has such a strong sense of justice. We have such a strong sense of what's right and wrong. And I think it is precisely because we've gone through a historical period where so many acts of injustice were normalized, right? In a World War 1, World War 2, right? We saw how ho- horrendous Uh, human beings can become. So I do think th- these kinds of art, these kinds of displays are necessary, but we can I agree with you. I agree with you again. Okay, I agree with you. Jessica, it is disgusting. A Serbian film is disgusting. It is morally repugnant. You can sue him. You can do anything to him. I mean, like just just don't don't do anything criminal, okay? But 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 do I think these kinds of conversations should stop no no i i don't disagree on that either i then we agree with each this... other no like conversation to this extent <laughs> should be necessary but the content like i mentioned the context or that specific topic is not necessary is my point well okay i agree the content is not necessary but i think the existence is necessary this is going to be a never ending conversation. <laughs> so what you essentially or is trying to say is if the content is unnecessary you also don't agree of the existence of the content at all. Yeah, I just don't support the entire existence nor the context or the content of the film. But how are we supposed to have this type of conversation if the film didn't exist? No, this type of conversation. No, but I'm just is... curious. I'm just I'm just asking you. So how are we supposed to derive a, you know, metaphysical like um um what's the word? rhetorical questions if we don't have these contents this what are we doing right now we're essentially you know okay yes that point that kristen has made up just whatever is amazing but what am i doing i'm wasting my time talking about why this film should not exist in this world i'm constantly remind constantly stating and just repeating the same thing over and over again as to why there's no like you know other you know topics or ideas or whatever is generated through this conversation it's just a disagreement between you individuals and how you guys feel about it that is pretty much it of the conversation there's no more to be generated from this conversation other than that what else can we generate from this no what it's not it's not necessarily It's not necessarily ideas of precisely what we are feeling because as we're talking we both okay we both feel the same thing Jessica we both feel yeah, disgust towards this film the, Yeah we're on the Yeah but yeah. as we are talking we are just becoming more and more uh, disgusted 
by this film. I mean, like you're more more repugnant towards the idea the more we talk and the more you get emotionally riled up. And I think this is the kind of emotional momentum that is necessary for us to enact social, uh, cultural change, political change to repress and, and, and like criminalize these kinds of actions and keep them criminalized. So we don't go back into human prehistory where these kinds of acts were okay. I've lost my words. Do you have any like other comments to tell about this particular film? No, I'm, no, I'm, I, my answer to yours still hasn't been answered, which is like my. I already asked you. Like you know, you're saying that um these content shouldn't exist because I literally said that I don't these, support this conversation. There's nothing you drive out of this conversation. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. What do we drive out of this conversation? You reaffirm, you reaffirm your disgust towards these taboo subjects. That's what you derive from it. What I'm saying is this is not necessary for me to be feel disgust or resent towards this particular subjects because of the existence of the film. I am already disgust of that idea, just the thought. I like just the fact that I'm thinking about it. We can imagine we like, I mean, not everybody, you know, I don't know. You're going to talk about how not everybody is blessed and have the ability to imagine. What I'm trying to say is like, I'm completely and perfectly capable of being disgust and having resentment, resentment, I can't talk, towards, you know, the subject without having it exist. Don't, okay, don't say that as if, okay, we always knew th th these things were bad, but precisely because in the 20th century, so much horror was committed by humanity, okay? So now we live in a period of time where we have a strong sense of justice, right? We, we, we were raised, we were birthed in this new era. So we cannot say what it's like to live in a society where that is not the norm, right? Where these kinds of taboo subjects are explored. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating so much. Can we like sit down there? Holy shit, it's so hot.